Welcome back to the swamp. This is Illiterate. My name is Evan. My name is Taylor. I read some stuff this week. I watched some stuff this week. Yes, we've come back to it. Shrek Part 2 is upon us. We covered Shrek, the first film, and its origins and its usefulness in the in the genre, what it became, what it stood to do. Mm-hmm. This is everything that happened after the implications of what they did with the property. They wanted to be on top of the hill, baby. They wanted that number one spot. What, didn't figure they were going to get it and kind of didn't the backwards way. It almost almost giving a middle finger to the genre <laughs> right. and to the industry. And guess what? Everybody loved it. Applause. Now what Middle do you finger do? energy. What do you do with it? How do you make this about face? Now, now you're number one, baby. You win an Academy Awards. How do you continue it to, to, to stand to say the same thing going forward? And we know that they did. Here we are 20 years later. <laughs> and Shrek has gone in every which way. And that's why we're here today. Thank you for coming along with us. Yeah, this gets pretty crazy pretty fast. Uh, <laughs> the, it's not just the films and the other media and all the million things that got his face slapped on it, but the weird internet fascination with it it transcends it becomes a cultural icon a cultural touchstone Uh, going further i think this became a monster that grew bigger and informed the culture bigger than anybody working on that first movie (laughs) and anybody working on that source material could have ever dreamed uh this material shrek the original taught us how to meme (laughs) (laughs) taught us the internet and let's see (laughs) and let's see how that yeah this is i i'm really excited i'm so happy to be back for part two because this is this is something that honestly it seems a little bit silly trivial doing shrek but the shrek impact is omnipresent that sounds hilarious but I say that seriously, uh, and, and I think it's really worth talking about and understanding how this has affected and stayed with us and stayed current and relevant. Truly demands a Shrek explanation, <laughs> starting with Shrek 2. The development began in 2001, right after almost a billion dollars it made in 2004, and it was the highest grossing when an allegedly after Shrek 2, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who is the head honcho we talked about in the first one, said that there was a story that had been outlined in five films from the beginning. And this is where we get the five film mythos that perpetuates today. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he he said we got it all laid out. Shrek 3 comes out in 2007, three years later. Shrek the third, because they didn't want it to just sound like a sequel. You know, and you got from, a too fast, yeah. too furious it. <laughs> exactly. So they within this, they were saying, yes, here we're on track for three, four, five. The fifth one is going to be in 2013. And if you remember talking about their competitiveness with Disney, this was yes. what the passion Fuel behind the it. flames. Shrek 3, the date was changed. They were going to do it in winter of 06, and then they changed it to summer of 07. And oh. they announced this. The day after, Pixar announced their cars change from the winter of 06 to the summer of 07. So they were purposefully changing to compete with them to see if they could steal some from cars. Oh, man. So this is, yeah. Hey, there we go. That's how you keep that energy. (laughs) (laughs) Still going on in Shrek 3. But then in 2009, the last film they said would be Shrek Forever After. And they said, oh, this is the culmination Oh, really? So they they walked back the fifth film, huh? 
Mm -hmm. and said that would be the end, and that came out in 2010. But NBC Universal purchased DreamWorks Animation for $3.8 billion in 2016, which I didn't realize. They brought it back up and said, no, we're, we, we got the fifth one coming together along with a Puss in Boots sequel in 2022, which speaking of, that's the side one. Puss in Boots came out a year later from Shrek Forever After, so... In right, October twenty eighth, twenty eleven, and this barely grossed its production budget back in the U.S. So what most people say is the mm-hmm. decline happens. Shrek two still had some spice, and then three, four sequels, offshoots, right. is a yeah. mess. Uh, and I guess yeah, Universal bringing it back. They have their Puss in the Adventures of Puss in Boots, which I actually did catch <laughs> an episode of that <laughs> this morning. God. Um, yeah, uh, interesting to say the least. It reminded me of kind of the Madagascar penguins spinoff. Uh, yeah, it's that yeah. kind of animation style. It's a little, you know, it's a daytime, uh, you know, kids television show. It's fine for that, but uh, it's it's something different. It's its own flavor, I guess. But I, I maybe I needed to watch more and more about where he comes from and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it was a very very odd thing. I, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it seemed to do well for them. It ran from 2015 to 2018. It has six seasons, so uh, right. 77 <laughs> episodes. So they certainly, uh, they certainly did okay. Um, yeah, Universal did what they wanted with it. NBC, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, you all people would know that Shrek is is in a decline, in a free yeah. fall, losing as as you brought up at the beginning, the middle finger, the. The reason it came to be. So now, because it was all to put it back in perspective, you know, it was taking shots at Disney. Disney was reigning, reigning supreme uh, in this genre, the fairy tale kids mm-hmm. world, and it was taking shots at that. And then, man, almost knocked them off the top. It's a, it's a huge about face what they're trying to do here to, to stay there with that type of energy. At some, yeah. at certain, at a certain point, you don't have anything to fight against. Uh, you are the point, monster. You're, you're, you are the thing. Uh, and at a certain point, uh, it becomes a transactional thing. There's a lot of money and, and people attached to these things beyond the, even the people that you're on the face aware of. This property is massive and people want their piece of the pie and they're going to keep making more of it. It's very interesting how to maintain, to see how they could try to maintain the energy of the first film throughout right. all of this and to stay at this level for as long as they tried and apparently now the property is still trying to come back and trying to stay at that level this is that middle finger energy you only can do that when you're looking up at something Mm -hmm. if you're number one that's the problem so uh, it's interesting to see this you know the the franchise two-face itself and become the monster (laughs) so they they completely two-face put it into ogre drive as they say (laughs) and Just the myriad things, theme park attractions. Shrek actually got a star on the Walk of Fame in 2010, which was the same year that Shrek Forever After, the last one, the fourth one, came out. So this is at the end. They said, okay, he deserves it. He's done something. But by now, we're so far gone. Just the number of properties, food, you can imagine, Twinkies, cereal, Go-Gurt, everything had... It's like minions now, like everything. Like a mud milkshake from, <laughs> from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every it was all over the place. The irony, though, talking about how they can't win on both sides, it was also 
I'll post links because it's hilarious. Shrek and all his cronies were featured by the U.S. Department of Health for this childhood obesity prevention campaign. What? You know, where they're like, get out and exercise, get an hour a day. And they're pulling the kids out of the living room to swing on the swings. Yeah. It's bizarre that they're saying, hey, you, that's something Disney would do. Would Shrek really do that? Right. Would he he speak out both sides and be on Twinkies and in an obesity your Yogi Advocacy. Bear, and don't burn. You know, only you can prevent yeah. forest fires. <laughs> that is not Shrek. <laughs> yeah, he's angry and farts and hates people. Yeah, <laughs> weird, weird. As well as video games, he was a bonus character in Tony Hawk's Underground Two. They yeah. had, of course, their own movie games for all the movies. He this this is also part of the two thousands and what video games were doing at the time. Four kart racing games he was in with various other DreamWorks characters (laughs) and his own four party games, which, God, if you even remember what those were, Mario Party. Right, right, right. A thing where you all got together and then fighting games. I love Mario Party. I still play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Shrek had his own. Shrek had four of them, actually, that you could play with his. Yeah. (laughs) And then Shrek Super Slam was a fighting game. They just threw him in everything. (laughs) Yeah. So let's make a Smash Bros. Shrek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally everything that they could with video games. This is often hated, parodied, the pictures are online, but a musical, a literal Broadway (laughs) musical that had 441 performances, 2008 to 2010. The only thing it won for was best costume design because it was insane. I read that it was the most expensive musical on Broadway for its time. If you want a good shiver down your spine, <laughs> just go like search Broadway Shrek. Well, not yeah. even. I'm going to broaden it out. Broadway <laughs> animation adaptation. And yeah. Just look at the key art for these things. They're some of the most uncanny valley unnerving things you can see. <laughs> and it, some of them are great. I mean, on, like Lion King is beautiful, yeah. but sometimes they are so unnerving and uncomfortable this is one of those cases and i'm and and i'm and it almost feels like it's by design and and (laughs) it probably was and and hats off to him but if you want to laugh just go search (laughs) something to that effect uh broadway uh animation adaptation because the key art is horrid (laughs) well i have some links in the show notes as well because and you'll be horrified to hear this so this is all dreamworks endorsing this stuff This is their creative departments trying to come up with this to cash in on it. And this is a Broadway show that was filmed and eventually released. And Mm -hmm. now it is available in full on Netflix. So at least in the U.S. region, I'll post a link to it. I was curious because what could they possibly do with this? So it is a typical musical. They don't have any of the pop music. They're not what? singing the pop songs. It's all Broadway style. Oh music. my god! I assumed I assumed <laughs> that they were going through the soundtrack at least for no. the first movie. For the first two movies, have great soundtracks. So <laughs> yeah. I was really just assuming what, like, yeah, okay. So they licensed those songs and they put uh, maybe it's a fu to just stage play in Broadway too. That could be fun. Like, but no, no, they didn't. They didn't do any of that stuff. If if it could have succeeded, they should have done that. They didn't even break even, so they had to recoup their investments with tours in nine other countries, and they vastly scaled it down so Mm. that it could be possible to do it that way. Um, So bizarre. As this is all crumbling, what is 
succeeding is like you said with the with the actual music the soundtrack and whatnot so we we sort of touched on all-star the song that really Correct. then becomes its own bizarro world of shrek of owns it in a way that I t- it's hard to have a movie own a piece of music it's like maybe <laughs> i think of like fortunate son and forrest gump Maybe, or, or but like, that's just Vietnam War stuff. In no, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying to yeah, think of something that's like this. Shrek owns Smash Mouth in a way that <laughs> not many many properties own a musical artist. <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. It is hard to find one. But All Star did have its own sort of trajectory, which I didn't realize. And I thought since we didn't cover it in the first one, yeah, it's worth covering with the legacy of this no. now. And then, and then building into what the fandom of, of All-Star and Shrek together has become. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. All-Star had its own life in movies, and ha- it, it was a number one hit on the radio Absolutely. and in other worlds. So just to clear up people's minds. I remember it was well-established in my mind before yeah. Shrek ever came out. It was in 99's Inspector Gadget, which I don't really remember. But the one I do remember, it was in 2001's Rat Race, they literally yes. sing it on stage. Yeah, no, they crash this. They crash the Smash Mouth uh, concert where they're having yeah. the world benefit. I love that. It's yeah. one of my incredible. It's incredible movie. Rat Race, go watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the, you, Smash Mouth and these and these songs, uh, uh, all All Star in particular, uh, was wildly ubiquitous uh, through mm-hmm. the, through the last few years of the '90s and into the 2000s. So when Shrek uses it, it's using it like a lot of things were using it at the time. Mm-hmm. What was different is you didn't see it in a fairy tale. You didn't see it like in the Night Before Christmas. Smash Mouth comes in rocks. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> that. That was that they were using uh, Smash Mouth in the way of they were using m- much of their themes. Um, it was a thematic choice. Yeah, they were using it kind of as a joke because this is the yeah. reason people got tired of it and then it resurfaced with Shrek. It became a popular feature at sporting events, was used. They actually, Smash Mouth, played live at the 1999 Home Run Derby. That's also what it was associated with, with sports. So that's right. unironic. You know, people want to play it and people got sick of it. But Shrek, like we talked about. It was a about, paradigm. Where it, where, yeah, where it's the middle finger to it. Matt Mahaffey, who was in the records division of DreamWorks, he didn't want to use it. He had kind of temp music and had, and had completed a completely original song similar to All Star that he thought, oh, this is great. This is going to be the oh, opening no. song, an original song. And then Katzenberg yeah. saw a rough cut and said, why don't you just use All Star? Why are we going <laughs> to use this other thing? So then that's how they got it in there. It's interesting how like Shrek is sort of coming from a, an F.U. but earnest place it's the same thing with the actual song. It was written based on Smash Mouth needing a single, a hit. They had done Walking on the Sun, which propelled, that's what right. propelled them. That was their big thing. But then the the label Interscope was like, you got to give us something else. You're not going to be a one-hit wonder. We need something else. Yeah. And uh, they had remembered the letters from when they were on tour of kids who were bullied and saying that they liked their music because they, really, they weren't really punk or rock or skater yeah, or you yeah. know it was a mix of everything they were kind of and, a band without a solidified scene that's a really good way to put them is they weren't they they were the floaters i would think <laughs> that would take really no seriously i, I yeah. think that's a good way to sum up where where they were 
in, in the back half of the '90s, at least in in, in, a, in a click way, in a music genre kind of way. That's a, mm-hmm. a, and that's no offense at all. I think that's totally yeah. fine. I, I I think I'm a floater in my life, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting way to, to contextualize it. So then when they're getting these letters saying, oh, this is our fan base, these are the people we're actually writing to, he's like, I want a winning anthem for them, and I will survive kind of song. Yeah. And then they're wearing Converse, they see the word all-star allegedly, and boom. It was very quickly made, very quickly given to the record label, and it's a hit. Wow. Now that sort of becomes, like you said, Shrek cementing it as irreverent and not just genuine. It's overwrought uh, at that point, and yeah. then using it in a film, and the opening lo- and the opening song in a fairy tale film is the last mm-hmm. thing. That's what they're thinking when they when they're go- when they're making Shrek. They're thinking, what was what would be the diametric opposite of what Disney would do with this? orchestral score would be beautiful look at the mm-hmm. foliage and you would be on the, the the pressures of man and colonialism would be weighing down on the nature that's where it would go and so they took yeah. it piece by piece and said well what's the opposite what's the and number one the first instance how can we tell you this is not going to be what you thought uh mm-hmm. smash mouth <laughs> and all-star was the answer <laughs> yeah uh, so now what's become of not exactly what people think it is, is all the parodies and jokes and what the internet has turned it into away from the earnestness. I it's think- eclipsed itself into the culture. Into the, culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, the culture took it, like I said, the first film taught us how to meme. The culture learned <laughs> how to appropriate these things and make jokes out of it. Uh, yeah. And those kids grew up and they came online in the internet. Uh, <laughs> and these things yeah. uh, collided. Uh, until we got Shrek is love, Shrek is love. <laughs> so the first all-star meme is determined to be in 2009. It's called, Hey, Now You're a Plumber, and it's these kids in their backyard, essentially. Alternate lyrics, but it's it's about Mario, the plumber. <laughs> the internet is just getting started, and people are just just finding their way into these things. So now there's the the meme format of the song but so like they do this with the b movie where every time something happens so it's like all-star but it's a ted talk or it's a piano ballad or all-star but the part where he says and they don't stop coming just goes on for 10 hours (laughs) or you know each line the words are in the reverse order of how he says them uh just that that became its own (laughs) genre of meme through Barack Obama saying it through different snippets of yeah. times he said all the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So that whole, I'll post some links, but that is just the absurdity of that, which started in 2009. But like you said, this leads us to the Shrek meme empire and officially playtime is ogre with <laughs> God, <laughs> with this fandom. I saw oh, no. the Facebook group that DreamWorks launched starts in December 1st of 2009, and this is their official Shrek Facebook page. Okay. Now, bear in mind, Facebook starts in 2004, YouTube in 2005. Yeah. This is a couple years after everybody's getting their you know, water wings off and yep. diving yep. into the deep end. So DreamWorks, in a way, is kind of starting this because sometimes Shrek would be in the first person, and it's very neutered, mm-hmm. very you know, corporate. Like, for example, one of the posts was like, I want to wish all the people out there a happy Thanksgiving. May your dinner be full of gravy and grubs. Shrek. You know, he's just Great. posting it out there. But they are removing Shrek from the confines of the film, which then, like coming out of the Matrix, opens the, the oh, floodgates no. for, for the rest of the internet. So then oh, the next year, no. in 2010, 
Shrek Forever After has come out. There's a website called DeviantArt. There was a comic called Shadow Begs for Shrek. And I don't know if you're familiar with Shadow the Hedgehog from the yeah. Sonic universe. Yeah, less so, yes. He came out and he's he's a black and red hedgehog and he has pistols and he's kind of mm. the bad the bad boy of the Sonic world. Okay. And so philosophers, not philosophers, but internet people were sort of explaining- Internet philosophers. (laughs) Yeah. Feeling like the reason this becomes the thing that sets it off, it's a four panel thing. I'll post a link. It's not explicit in any way, but it's just weird because it's like they just had a fight and they're sort of reconciling after (laughs) it. And it ends with shadow, teary eyed, but it's kind of the reason both of them are there is because they're both corporate entities that were designed to be too cool for kids stuff. You know, they're supposed to be edgy. But they also were made for a billion people between the ages of 12 and 34. So it only makes sense that they would both be together being satirized by the internet. Right. So what follows from this is the puns, bizarre fan fiction, some of it sexually explicit or horror based, more Shrek and Shadow stuff together early on. But this is in the, the, the deep bowels of the internet. <laughs> oh, um, no. The big move that propels it outside of that is in 2012, there's an entire website called Shrek-chan, a 4chan type board, just a message board, where people can satirically or seriously post. And then in 2013, from that, you get the Shrek is love, Shrek is life Uh video, which was an adaptation of a story somebody posted. It's absurd and grotesque and sexual, and we'll leave it at that. But It it, It is sexual? I don't even remember that. I don't even remember. Yeah, it's, I, it's I blocked it out of my mind. I was a residence counselor at, at a summer at a summer yeah, yeah. program at university, and my kids showed it Found. to me, and I just I couldn't. I went, "This is what the kids are into these days." Yeah. Like actually, it was like I'm. I it was one of my first instances of like I'm not a child anymore because yeah. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the video got put on all these weirdest YouTube videos lists. Again, this is the early times. And it, it kind of becomes this ironic liking of the series. It's something that Shrek itself would never deign to do. But Shrek was already, what it was doing was pushing the envelope. So then people right. are pushing the envelope on they're, Shrek they're, and saying. In yeah. the weirdest of ways, they're using the character correctly. And I, it's so hard yeah. to say it. <laughs> For the internet, what the internet, but it's like right. you taught us they, this. They, yeah. they, are, they are in line with the spirit of Shrek, and I, I can't speak anymore. But it goes way too far. I wouldn't recommend watching it. It's weird. But this is, this is kind of what pushes it over the edge. By 2014, the very next year, the Shrek-chan internet community got shut down by the founder, and the note that the founder huh? gave, this is a full quote, said... The Shrek meme is dead, and it's time to stop trying to keep this going. It is inevitable, and it has to happen at some point in time. Many of you who truly love the Shrek movies may think that shutting this down is a bad idea, but I hope you may find another website to discuss the love for Shrek. So already by that point, two years in, people are like, well, this was funny, but it has gone to the place where it doesn't even make sense Mm -hmm. anymore, and we get the joke. It keeps going because (laughs) the same year, 2014. Don't tell people they can't do something. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it. Oh, they double down. So (laughs) there was a fake Facebook event called Shrek Fest this very same year in 2014. It was a hoax inviting people to come for the Shrek Festival. This guy Grant Dufferin and his friends wanted to go because they were still into it new generations or people that are coming online or discovering this stuff, and they said. Mm 
well, why can't it be real? So it started with just 50 people. It ends up being hundreds. It's still going on since 2014. It takes place every year in Madison, Wisconsin. And there's a costume contest, an onion eating contest, a roaring contest, bands and free beer and all this stuff. And it's happening this year virtual on September 11th. And uh, I'll post a link to the website. Absolutely hideous website. It's odd how things like that can catch on. You set an example, and people take it and run with it. And, and, and mm-hmm. people get their teeth in it. It becomes an economy, and we got yeah. years <laughs> running, baby. <laughs> and I think uh, the thing, it's so yeah. funny to see how these things uh, take off, how ideas can be expressed and, and, and moved like that. Definitely. And with these guys, because it's you, as this is progressing, I'm asking, well, surely these people don't like Shrek this much. You know, like, what is their... Right. What, you right. Know, so it's I almost think- it's like it's like the use, like I was saying, the use of the character is correct in that they don't like the character and they don't it, it, it's it's correct to the original. Like, I, I think <laughs> it, it, it's almost right. like about face. It's almost middle finger ish using the character in the way that it's become to be used in online culture uh, is to the real the world, original yeah. bare bones intent of what the filmmakers were really doing when, like I said, they went choice by choice and said what would disney do we'll do this this is that energy now lived out through its fans two decades after the fact culture has changed and the internet has changed everything about our lives and it's changed everything about how the uh youth there's perceiving reality coming online and becoming adults with full responsibilities this is how you see those things percolate to the top yeah and I saw in an interview with the the folks who do the festival, somebody was talking about them, and they said they're somewhat ambivalent towards it. They just like to do stuff, right. stuff being in italics. Like that's and and talking about the the energy of Shrek, and they were also saying as much as Shrek is a parody of fairy tale, Shrek Fest is a parody of festivals. Yes, it happens yes, yes. close to the University of Wisconsin, and so they're sort of poking fun at the high profile festivals that young people attend. It is Absolutely. keeping the source of poking fun at a thing. And so this Shrek Fest, they also coordinated in 2018. This is free on YouTube. I'll post the link. It's called Shrek Retold. And they got a collaboration between over 200 filmmakers. So each person gets a certain piece of the original Shrek movie and they redo it in either live action, hand-drawn CGI. And they retold this entire thing. I mean, it's a fever dream. It's bizarre and absurd. But the fact that they also, like I said, they just want to do stuff that's interesting and, and parodying. So now Shrek is all over the internet. You've seen memes. You've seen maybe the weirder stuff. He just becomes this this thing. It's hard to think, though, that it would be two decades of an obsession with just going along with an enormous bit. So right. w- I was asking along with that, like, why, why this? Why Shrek? Some of it we've already talked about. But I, th- I think the first one being he reflects the online values, anarchy, irony, chaos, and the grotesque. That Don't tell me I can't. I will. I'll double yeah. down. I'll double down. <laughs> and that's what the internet, people didn't realize that was the one of the cons or one of the weird parts of it is all of those kind of Shrek-like values along with the, the original movie itself was I that. think it could be an adjective. Shrek it, you know, to Shrek something. It's the new satire. I mean, it, it's... It's so interesting to see, especially the ambivalence towards it. They don't even care, but that is that is it. That's mm-hmm. that's correct. <laughs> and I think with that, the, yeah, the second part being the irony. So there is sort of a bitterness, self-awareness to the creation of the first one where he was symbolic 
of what was exciting, what was new, and then completely patronized himself into the early 2000s. It's kind of the people that were with him realizing, oh, this is a symbol of what we love, and then it's completely empty. It's Because it's the, a commentary. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's only good when it's commenting on something. That's why the Shrek fest is hilarious. Yeah. Because it's... <laughs> That's that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at through this is is it's only good as commentary. It's it's only reason to operate is as commentary. And that would be what the you know the filmmakers and the people in charge of this IP would behoove themselves to have understood. Right. Uh, but then it becomes harder to make more and more money off of it. So you have to. You know, well, I, that's what they yeah they were saying you know like yeah for for kids that were. In, it was in their childhood in the early aughts. Now they're coming to realize what it's become. It's meet the new boss who's the same as the old boss, buy the merchandise and DVDs and go to the theme park ride. As the internet is folding in on itself, right. that's what you're going to get is people doing what yep. you taught them to do, shrekking Shrek. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm uh, sitting here now going, wow, if we didn't have Shrek, where would this energy go? Where would this in, where would this reaction go? Because it wouldn't it would be there. Is the Shrek has now become a vessel for uh, this type of energy uh, is what I think we've covered here. So I, it, without these movies, without this franchise, what is that commentary? What is that finger energy? Is, is It's worth something. Uh, right. It certainly is worth something. It's not like the way, you know, like North Star or anything, but it's, <laughs> right, right. it's, it's worth something. Uh, and people were people responded to it. Um, th- you yeah. don't get this franchise without people responding to it. You just don't. So I- I'm finding myself now like glad that Shrek exists because even in its most obscure or most bizarre or explicit or just out downright wrong, it's <laughs> right. still useful for an expression of art emotion human experience in mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a way that i'm glad people have it uh yeah for people to just like blow some steam off um that's <laughs> well, what it's, it's yeah. for as an example at the start and then to become the thing to make fun of yeah yeah because of what in it that, became because of the promise that it did not uphold is also in part its of failure it. Yeah. it succeeded culturally it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre, yeah. I saw I saw a quote from a guy who was one of these guys that just loves Shrek ironically and is a part of the meme, you know, fringe yeah. community in an interview. And he said, uh, so he has this mug that looks like Shrek's head. And I saw from the interview, he was saying, it's a symbol of it for me, placing his mug down on the coffee table. He said, this mug is funny to me. It's horrendous. It's so impractical. I can't put it in the dishwasher. I can barely drink out of it. Oh, my God. But yet then, like, why do you commit to this bit? in your home and inconvenience yourself with a mug that you can barely drink coffee out of. It's kind of like you want to be strange and subversive while also being a part of the thing that everybody's a part of. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. it's, it's that weird duality and somehow Shrek fits right in the middle where it's on Gogurt, but also it's got these awkward memes made I'm, of it. In the last five minutes, I've grown an appreciation for Shrek that I didn't expect. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking about that. You know, th- yeah. Um, to for these people to find something in you know, even in the most arbitrary of ways, it's all the more impactful that realizing that a, the thematic of the character itself, beyond what it's useful for and its application of, you know, right. subversive commentary on the genre. At the heart of the character, it's a character that is worthy of love, that the only person holding him back from love is himself. 
and that was the journey of the character in the first film to understand that he was always worthy of love and he didn't have to change himself to to find it. Mm-hmm. So in the bottom of all of this, where you find a, a generation and a culture maybe a little lost right now, I am growing appreciation for the character and that they have something to put that energy into and that underneath that energy is a value that that nobody could disagree with, exactly. uh, that nobody could say is not important. That yeah. the, what the character Shrek stood to say in that first film is something everybody needs to hear. So uh, yeah. I've grown a big appreciation for the character <laughs> really in the last like 10 minutes for real. And if you're wondering where all the weirdness come from, like you're saying, it comes from yeah. there. It has to it has to have a root in something real. And that's what it has. I saw last year, 2020. Finally, it was added to the Library of Congress National Film Registry. Yes. They only do so many films a year. It is the only animated film of the 21st century to be there. So all the films that came out of the last 20 years that are animated, Shrek is the only one that made it thus far. (laughs) And they don't pick them for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd wonder why they didn't pick Toy Story or these other ones. Yeah, Uh, yeah. No, I, I, this, seriously, I, I got a little serious there, but I think that's what this stands to do is to show you, yeah, it's silly. Why are we doing Shrek? Why are we doing doing a two-parter on Shrek? (laughs) I had no yeah. idea how how successful Shrek was uh, in terms of just its application in the in the culture. When talking about the zaning, the online stuff, uh, that's all so connected to what the heart of the character was really doing and yeah, what it stood it to do to and what what the franchise was doing at its best. Its commentary, its reactionary. Um, yeah, yeah, this this has been this has been wonderful. <laughs> I really appreciate everybody uh, listening to this. It means a lot, the world to us. There's a lot of work that goes into doing these things. So, Taylor, thank you so much. Thank you. Check us out at Illiterate Pod. Let us know what you're reading. Let us know what you're watching. What are you excited for coming out? Is there a movie? Is there a show coming out that you're excited for? You never know when we will dig into it. So stay safe, and we will catch you next week. Next week.